Give me a Jolly Rancher. I need a Jolly Rancher. I got a diabetes. I said, Francis, I got to have something bad wrong with me. Oh, you got a little pixie stick, something with some sugar on it. This is actually an amazing. This is. This, yeah, I like this the way my face for me to see. Movie Court. Okay, so today we're doing Godfather 3, and on the side of the defense, introducing Kyle Bornheimer. Say hello, Kyle. Hi, everyone. And on the side of the prosecution, the man who's going to just poke holes endlessly into this, I'm sure from his point of view, horribly flawed third movie in the Godfather trilogy, Stephen Kruger. Hello. Godfather 3 is in movie jail, and Mr. Bornheimer is trying to bring this movie up to the parole board for early release. Uh, it seems he's, the movie has done its time, and it, it deserves to go back to its family and friends. Kyle, would you like to open with some statements that will sort of spring us forward? I, 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 don't, I can't promise they'll spring anything forward, <laughs> but I promise they'll be statements. Uh, well, you kind of said it for me a little bit there, is that it's done its time. This is, what, 1990, 89, 90? It was immediately, I feel like, even though it got some Oscar nomination stuff, I feel like it was immediately put into jail. Um, and with, you know, not without reason, but I do feel it served its time. And I do believe that upon second um, viewing, or 80, 80th viewing, as it's probably the case with some of us, um, that it should be considered to be out of movie jail, that younger generations should be able... No one's seen this since it's been in movie jail. <laughs> um, that people should be able to see this, analyze it, that it represents a flawed but not criminally so closing chapter to an American epic. All right, enough. <laughs> Indeed, enough. <laughs> wow. Uh, enough. Mr. Kruger, your, your opening statements. <clears throat> well... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm a simple farm boy. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know when I see a movie that no one wanted to make, no one needed to make. I know when I see a movie that does not have a beginning, middle, or end, or arcs. I know when I see a movie that has acting that can be only be described as um, underwater. People are suffocating without oxygen in certain scenes. It uh, was unnecessary. It is unnecessary. And like Indiana Jones 4 or 5, I've forgotten, it actually sullies the earlier movies, which were quite good, and now makes me think maybe they weren't that good. So I will prove today that this is still a fetid pile of dog shit. (laughs) Well stated. Well, I can start with my initial thoughts. It was an interesting choice because... The only thing anyone ever mentions, in my experience, associated with this movie is Sofia Coppola. May I interject just quickly? Sure. She does not ruin the movie. Right. But I, I do feel like, unfortunately, there is a lot to talk about, but any movie is the sum total of its choices, and I think this one follows one great choice with, like, two shitty ones, usually. <laughs> uh, just two words to open the movie as you, as you delve into this picture. George Hamilton. Well, that was my... Uh, Everybody let it sink in for a second. George Hamilton. Why don't we just go... Why don't we start there? Sorry to George Hamilton. And by the way, he was fantastic in it. Oh, and Father Guido Sarducci. And a defense attorney, you know, and the the, the appealing attorney, whatever I'm called, it's it's not always an easy job. And you seldom are things uh, black and white and cut and dry. And in this film, there are some... uh, 
casting choices. <laughs> Wait, Tom Lopat was not available? That, that he was too busy doing the Dukes of Hazzard movie? <laughs> George Hamilton. Here's just the thing, too. Just, like, I was like, good. for five minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm back in the Godfather world, and it was very authentic, and I felt wonderful. And then, for whatever reason... When Bridget Fonda showed up, you know we've movie. talked about this on this on this podcast before. In terms of when you're comparing the movies that we all kind of grew up on, or at least grew up romanticizing, which was these '60s and '70s movies. In the '70s, you 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 could you could swing a dead Harvey Keitel and hit um, and hit an amazing <laughs> actor, alive Harvey Keitel, <laughs> Harvey Keitel, and hit a Roy Scheider, a Gene Hackman, a Robert De Niro, and Nicholson, a Redford, a Brando, a Pacino. Um, a a uh, John Voight and Ned Beatty a Warren Beatty there were just so much War Notes War Notes Hollow Notes Hollow Notes both Hall there was just so much talent writing directing editing cinematographers directors in the seventies and this is one of the first examples of really making that comparison I'm like wait you know and not all of it is Coppola's fault Duvall was being an asshole and didn't want to do it didn't for really the amount of money. By the way, not the first time. Maybe this will be my first point of Wait, defense. can I do the call from uh, Coppola to yeah. George Hamilton? <laughs> George, are you tanning? <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you stop the tanning bed? The buzzing is affecting the cell phone. These, these new cell phones are great. Uh, I'm calling Bob, from my car. Bobby Duvall, he's out. He wants too much money. Uh, we're doing this on the, on the, on the cheap. Doing what? <laughs> Doing God God three, God oh, yeah. God oh God three oh God three. Uh, what's, I think I was on a G three. We got John Denver. We got John Denver. No, no, I was doing the math. Following up two of probably the two of the greatest movies in my opinion made in American cinema is going to be difficult to right. begin with. Right. He's fighting an uphill battle, but he didn't do himself any favors with the casting. And I, I did the math, and we we traded a Robert Duvall, James Caan, Marlon Brando, and John Cazale for. A Bridget Fonda, a Joe Montana, and a George Hamilton, <laughs> George Hamilton. which but is all a those, pretty... They're all dead in the movie, in the narrative. Yes, but but just in terms of screen presence and charisma and... Oh, like, Joe Montana, he's supposed to be the big threat in town to Michael Corleone's what, empire. What, what, what like, does he do again? I, well, he still is. He has an empire. He's trying to go straight. The family is almost 100% legitimate. I also well, like... What actually they say is legitimate cool scene, and family 1,000 times in this mm. movie. What do they do? So he's yeah, got money. Well, I, I want to get to the plot because I am a little confused by that. But in the in the plus category, I would argue that Andy Garcia is pretty damn good in this movie, and it's all and well cast, and, well yeah. cast, and a great character. And this goes back to there's a lot of story terrific, elements, terrific hair, and also because there's a there's he's a, very I will secede that he will uh, he's very good in it. Yeah, he's the the highlight of the movie. Well, you know what happens in this movie that that oft happens in tr in trilogies or did more when before they had mastered the sequel in the trilogy which mm -hmm. Godfather was one of the first really true sequels that did it well yeah. and even after the Godfather 2 sequels are still looked at as mm -hmm. uh, they weren't as as um, accepted as they were today but what also often happened was in the third movie, the filmmakers will try to recapture the essence of the first one. And so this one starts off with a big ceremony and then goes to the backroom dealings while that ceremony is going up front. This one revisits a lot of the locations from the first one. This one revisits a lot of the characters and the lines. And, and it kind of it has have to, to say, as well. I mean, it has to do that. But most of those, that. I was impressed how organically most of those were. Now, there's a couple examples that sort of stick out like, hey, get it? Remember those old movies right, you used right. to like? But for the most part, it actually does pretty organic and he's got a relative I mean you can see how deft 15 years later even Coppola was 
and we can get to whether or not he wanted to make this movie, which is interesting, mm-hmm. that he made a movie that I think is, is for someone that conceivably didn't even want to make this movie. And he, by the way, I don't think he wanted to make the first one either. Right. Um, it's a pretty, at the very least, well-made movie for someone that didn't want to be there. Forget, you know, the, the, the financial, like Coppola made this because all his other movies were failing and he needed the money. But did this movie need to be made? Did another chapter of the Corleone family need to be told? I would argue yes. I would argue that that there is an intriguing story to, to final chapter to be told. And I actually think for the most part they chose the right things to tell. I was reading that the original script for this back in 79 had nothing to do with any of this. It was it was his son who was like a CIA officer and it was um, it had nothing to do with the death. I mean, they wanted to call this the death of Michael Corleone. He wanted, yeah. You know, yeah, he didn't want to call it He wanted it to be the culmination. He wanted to see Michael pay for his sins. He didn't think part two made him pay for his sins enough. And he wanted to really see the downfall of this empire. Which I think is, especially in the days, in the age of serial television that we all love, this is kind of, this would be a TV show now. This would be The Sopranos. This was the, the original Sopranos. This was the original Breaking Bad. And... In one way, this is just a weaker episode of a series. This is if there were six more after this, and there was a nine-part mini event, you know, this would just be not the greatest episode of the series, and it's forgivable for that because there's still enough going on that's interesting. But Coppola has said that he he wanted to make this because he didn't think part two. He, he thought part two did enough, but he's like, if I'm going to make it, I want to see the downfall of of Michael Corleone. Now, what's his downfall? Well, well here's every, what's interesting. You know, I, I, I was actually I figure out. I was on I was on Steve's side for about half the movie where I was like sitting there watching it and even though I'm enjoying it, I'm like, what is the point of making this movie? But by the end, I was on your side. Where because I'm the like, second half of this movie is also better than the first half, I think. Yeah, I would argue that too. And I think here's the thing, it's about ultimately I decided, okay, it's about a guy who's trying to pay down the debt of killing his brother, mm-hmm. the karmic debt, and how he he's unable to do that. And what I did like, and actually in, in Coppola and Puzo's defense, even though the the bishop who will become the pope, right, right, in the movie, right. he essentially absolves him of this sin, right? But the world doesn't. There, there's a fitting end to this story by him losing his daughter. Now we can we'll we'll talk about whether or not it earns that ending because of certain elements of, of the filmmaking. But by the end, I was like, this actually probably is a story worth telling. I think they have like, all the right story elements. The church and, and, the, and the Corleone family literally colliding. I mean, it's been flirted with the, the entire series. Now they're actually in bed together. They're actually sinning together. The, all the Vatican stuff, all the Rome stuff, I think is fascinating. I, I like the look of this movie, especially the second half of the movie. Um, it looks like a part of the series. I mean, it's got a lot going for it just in, in terms of setting you in the world. Too. How many oranges, by the way, are sniffed in the Godfather series? <laughs> this is the fifth orange of the three I, movies well, that, that an actor uh, sniffs. Uh, okay, so in the first movies, there are always oranges present during the Yeah, and, and I, there's I murders in this one that have oranges. But this movie, literally people are walking by with carts of oranges. <laughs> there's Throw like, some oranges in there. More oranges. I, I, it's I think, a sucker Abrams I Godfather. I think she has one on her face at the opera. There's just like an like yeah. orange wedge. Stuck like a she's Isn't he a shot by an orange? Isn't an orange that impales him at the end? I, I get it, or I don't get it. I, no one can explain to me what the, the significance of an origin death is, but he hits you over the head with it so like he finally read the film school papers about his. I'm sure I wrote one about oranges, <laughs> and he went, Oh, yeah. I, it was just that day. Brando was like, Bring me an orange. Yeah, yeah, like, no, that's okay. bullshit, though. If this was a better movie, you'd let that pass because, first of all, no one ever. Oh, you're getting me off track. Okay. Uh, objection, <laughs> objection. Okay. This movie was supposed to star Winona Ryder. Yes. Who was a huge star at the time. And I remember hearing that she dropped out at the last moment. Do we know why? Does anyone know due why? Due to exhaustion, which at the time I thought, that little pixie's working to the last off. 
She's tired. <laughs> now she's she's all in Los Angeles, I realize she has done far too much cocaine yeah. Oh, yeah. and cannot make it to the set. Yeah. Please get me out of this. Or read the script. And Coppola literally turned to the first person he saw yeah. and says, get in there. Now, so yeah. I, it's very, said, Nicholas, you're playing my sister. Okay, well now... Uh, the other one. The less hairy Sophie, one. Yeah. Or the hairier one. Hairy. You with hair on your head. Um, I, I don't want to attack her acting because she's a talented director mm-hmm. and that, that's easy. But... I, I don't understand her importance in the movie because you meet her, she's a ditzy flirt right. who wants to fuck her cousin. And all her dad, who has named her the chairman of the Italian yeah. something or another, giving clothes to little boop a bop babies in Sicily, he give her, he's given her everything. But all he wants is her not to fuck her first cousin. Right. That's all she does. She yeah. flirts with him. I, I love him. I think it's an incredibly flawed character from the writing standpoint. It doesn't... I, at the end, I, I went... Yeah, the point. guitar, when the son plays the guitar. And oh, the back. endless okay. fucking music, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's it, 90s. Get some fucking Fat Boy Slim in there. Something. <laughs> Bring it into the... That's what the producer is. Yeah, like. Can't uh, we get a hip song on oh, the soundtrack a here? Movie producer. Guy, we're going to get Eminem. He's this hot kid. I just didn't care about her. And then Andy Garcia... I want to honor you, father or godfather, but please stop fucking my daughter. You're her cousin. But I think you're mistaking storytelling for no, what is what is wrong I, I with, the, with the culminating chapter of a gangster story being that his attempt to protect his kids backfires. That all his sins come out well, and, and, she's and the are visited child. upon his children. Mm. She dies. Just what, her, not, what, not, how not. is that an inappropriate ending to have his daughter die in his arms? I always got the sense from the beginning. That we're looking at George Hamilton's yeah. tan. He's doing some beauty. amazing tan he's, acting. He's, like that, I couldn't do that. He's showing up Al Pacino and he's not even trying. Um, no, she but, has about four lines in the whole movie and I don't know well, her. I don't care about her. She is, she's a new character in the, the Godfather yeah. series. Where there are no good female characters in the Godfather series. Even Kay is... Kay is a good character. But she's well-performed, and she's she's fine. She's a fine... I, I don't think any actress would, would, would tell you that their dream role is Kay from the Godfather series, except for to be in the Godfather movies, okay? So you almost give Godfather a pass because they've never done good female characters. What do we think of Connie, though? Connie's evolution oh in this movie. Was Jesus. I, I, feel it was, I feel it was a choice... As there's probably two other choices that could have gone with her, and they they chose to make her, you know, Macbethian, Lady Macbethian, or whatever. Uh, what 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 else do you did enjoy they that though? Do you enjoy that? I well, you know what's weird about this movie? This she's so, in every fucking scene without the. No, you know who's in every scene is John Savage, who has no, no business in the movie. He's. He's Robert He's, Duvall's priest son, right? Doesn't have a line in the movie, but for whatever reason, he just pops in. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> no, but, I think it's because they needed Talia to explain Shire Duvall. Talia said, look. No, but he's all over but the But I'll tell you why there's another reason he's in it. Is he the, he's the soul of this movie or something? Well, he's, the, he's the overarching god. He, he, is a, he is someone for, to point to and someone to use for some of the thematic elements in it. So he says at one point when uh, Michael is meeting with one of the, the church authorities... Uh, oh no, George Hamilton says, oh by the way, when you're over in Rome, if you hear any rumors, let me know. And Pacino protects Savage and he says, no, no, he's got the true faith. He doesn't let Savage know any of the gangster stuff. He also represent. he also is just an echo of, of, um, of Tommy Hagen who to me was always this, this innocent that the, that the Corleone family kind of corrupted um, by bringing him in and then, and then eventually he, he made his own decisions. That's all these, I didn't get any of that from 
Well, because the scene, because but I, I, I have there, no doubt there that you're right. There are great lines. There are great. This is not a bad screenplay at all. No, it is. It is. Oh. It is. I, know, I think oh, there's. Some, I object. Okay, go. <laughs> I object. Right. Well, was, it, is that sustained or overruled? Well, I got to hear the objection first. <laughs> well, well, he's objecting. He's okay. objecting to my point. <laughs> no, but, he's objecting my, to my entire being. I, I can't follow the story. It has well, some I'm, of the worst dialogue. Like it's soap opera dialogue in the beginning, and it, it's it. I will. Uh, I will uh, seed that the first half is horrible the second half is better mm-hmm. the scenes with Kay and the like Michael I'm beginning to fear you don't fear me I am blah blah blah, blah. I, I, I thought I was watching fucking the young and the restless it was <laughs> such she has a great line in it she says to him now that you're legitimate you're now that you are you're respectable skin. you're more you're, they're you're not, scary they're not speaking like humans they're How speaking is, like subtext it's okay let me give you an example okay. let me give you an example oh, it's, it's, um, what's the famous godfather line from the first one who's, it's uh, like, make him an offer he can't refuse to you that line is a hundred percent better than now that you're respectable um, I fear you more I think now that you're respectable, I fear you more is an excellent line, and this movie is full of excellent lines like that. But it comes even, out of nowhere. Even, even every time I think, I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Is a great line. The guy, the whole movie is him trying to go. But that one, I understand. Yeah. He is trying to get out, and they are pulling him back in. Right. He's and, just explaining what's happening, and the make him an offer that he couldn't refuse. He's just explaining. They were going to throw this guy off a roof if he didn't let Johnny Fontaine out of the contract. But Kay has not seen him in years, and all of a sudden is like, what, what happened? We're, Kay divorced him and had an abortion and then married another dude. And all of a sudden, she's like throwing all this... I, I understood drama. that though. She had, 20, I, like, she had t- 20 years of resentment building up toward him, and, and she knew things about him. I always bought... Show it, don't tell it. They're just sitting there going... I'm angry at you, and blah blah blah, and I'm angry at you, and it, it, I it, dread it, you. It, I dread you. It was just a bunch of fucking. Well, I wouldn't. Argue, I wouldn't argue that the K scenes are that dynamic, and I would actually argue that she doesn't give a great performance. And we and go, I thought she was fantastic. I think there's also <laughs> she and Hamilton need. They were the movie, and a little. I did like Guido her. Sarducci. Hey, over here. You know the Vatican only give That's us. That's actually the most distracting. Is that Guido Father, Sarducci? Some, somebody yeah. said, "Hey, Guido." That's right. I forgot to add Guido line? to my math tally. Guido. Uh, what was his tagline? He had a tagline, which is like... As uh, Guido Father... The film is okie-dokie. No. Uh, what was it? <laughs> I don't know. It's One weird. of those guys. Isn't that, isn't that Eli Walk? Is Dan Aykroyd in this movie, too? <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, Italia Shire, who's great in the first ones, it's her wedding that is happening that starts The Godfather. She's a tertiary character. She is... She's Pluto in the universe. And in this movie, she is an... Every fucking scene. It's as if she said to her brother, who is Francis Ford Coppola, okay, if you're going to put me in this movie, I need to, I need to do something this time. I'm tired of it. And she's in, she, she literally like pushes a character in. Like she's just like holding Sophia Coppola. And like, here's your mark, dear. Like she, I, and literally by the end of the movie, they're like, she's a killer too. She gives Eli Wallach a poison cannoli at the opera. <laughs> that is naked gun territory. That like if they cut the fucking Leslie Nielsen, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But I would argue that that ending, the whole <laughs> opera ending, works in a better movie, or, or works amazingly in a in a movie that that it earns at the end. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a scene from a different movie. But I, it just when she gave and she gave him the cannoli, and he's, he's like, why don't you take it? And she nibbled a little bit. Like, there's poison on this I shouldn't eat. I was laughing hysterically. Like, well, to, who, who is she? She's the sister who 
you know, wore fur coats and spent the family's money. All of a sudden, now she's lady. What what happened in the twenty I, years? I, well, I am cute. Well, I think they got more and more isolated. I think she, no. She called her brother up and said, "You better put me in this movie." Well, what I do like about their relationship is they are they are stuck with each other and they're mirrors of their sins with each other. They are the she's, two only siblings left. They're the only so. ones left, and she's she has alienated herself from Michael. Should have reanimated James Kong body, had a zombie <laughs> Sonny, and fucking gone gone crazy against the five families. Now you got a movie. There is what was that? The movie made in The Sopranos with the mafia guy with the hook. Um, machete or hatchet oh, or you remember what I'm talking about? Christopher yes. Christopher yes. finances a horror movie. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna bring Sonny back. We're gonna need uh, some. <laughs> that that movie. This shot is amazing. This uh, the, the cinematography, by the way. And if we're if we're just trying to take you know put a movie up for appeal, everything's in play. This movie looks great. And as it should, it's it's. You know, I think the same people. It's Gordon Willis, Willis, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong. And um, although the sound is weird, there's a lot of ADR issues in this a movie. Ton there was of been, ADR. I, I was actually that. wondering if part of Sophia's problem is that she had bad ADR, and that so. this Al Pacino has diabetes was definitely Al going. I need something. I'm, well, I'm gonna play Richard the Third. I gotta have a hump, and he's like diabetes. It, what the scenes that it, there's two scenes that kind of encapsulate the movie for me, which goes back to what I was saying about for every good choice, a couple bad choices are made, which mm-hmm. is that. Great, the the big hit in Atlantic City that wipes out Excellent. all the people, which is a great scene. I think but then, at the casino, those, I think, upstairs in the yeah. room, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, it looked right, like something out of Scarface. But I was laughing, and of course, oranges everywhere. <laughs> it's a fun scene to watch, even because you got to also imagine that he's got to top himself, just like right. from a. It's a third movie. He's yeah, gotta, it's like, I'll, okay, I'll I got to outdo myself. myself. Yeah. So it's a fun scene just to watch. Garcia's great in it, how he scoops up Pacino and rushes him uh-huh. out. He's totally there. But there's a moment where somebody <laughs> reaches for a coat rack and says, my lucky coat, and then gets shot. And I'm like, see, the scene was working until you added that in. Although and I, I then, bet Mario Puzo would say like that a, like Mario Puzo heard that in a real story. Like, And by the way, that and, well, no, Zaza's kill... And the Pope, there's a lot of this is based on real stuff. So, right. so there was a bunch of Pope shit going on in the late 70s where the Pope died and they thought he was poisoned and that plays into this. Joey Zaza's death at that parade, I guess, is based on exactly how, how it went down. Um, and I think... The I don't Feast know of San Gennaro, was that the, what that was? Well, that's in the first, that's in the second that's movie. That's just, a, just Italian, is, that's a weekend. There's a couple, there's a, there's a feast. Hey, it's a weekend, <laughs> we're yeah. going to have a ride and a lot of, track of the feast. gotta make us fry the show. There are no parades anywhere in New York except when a Godfather movie is being shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I thought that no hit on, the hit on Joe Montana was so inelegant. I was like, this, all they do is fucking <laughs> shoot out Mo Green's eye, and then he's like, some guy's going, hey, I'm going to scratch your car with my key, fuck you. But again, Garcia's great in it when he says he yeah, shoots him on Joey. Zaza. It looks great. The, the masks, right. him on that horse. I agree with you, but I, Brian, you said for every good choice there's two bad choices. I would say it's like one to one. That opening scene is him try. you know, this whole movie is him trying to forgive him, is trying to buy redemption right. and trick himself into redemption and all this stuff. And this scene that we're watching now is, the, is I think, an excellent scene in all of filmmaking is when he finally breaks down and, and confesses that he killed his brother. And it's in the, the the garden in this Vatican place, but at the beginning of the movie, he's trying to you know he's trying to buy his way into uh, into the, that papal you know celebration that they're doing for him. And the whole time, they have these bees buzzing around these this press trying to bug him about. And it's because it's le- it, the second movie was like about the Congress doing it, and this is about like society. His reputation now by this point is is becoming a joke. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows it. Sophia, his daughter's the only one that's got. Did my dad kill people? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's missing. The center, which I found the most interesting, that like, 
All the other characters, they, they they like fly them in like we're flying like a like a first AD on a set flying in K. Right. And she comes up, Michael, I I fear you now. Like, and that's a wrap on K. Right. And we get her out of here. Like, <laughs> well, what? It was like a, I, I I actually wrote this down because it it was like uh like the Godfather touring company. Like Stomp is in New right, York, but good. you know for for Bethesda, uh, you know where were you guys? From? Although I wouldn't know what for to do with India. K after that. I mean, it's, it's, K's absence. It's is like Beatlemania. It's like yeah, we're just doing the hits and we're coming out. It's K. It's K. She's got a lot to say. It's like, <laughs> like all, all right, okay, okay, but like, what is the point? She in the Godfather, she shows up. She's fucking married to this guy that she met, and he's a part of a mob family. It's not my not my world, K. I, I, this is just. I, I got away from this, and slowly, slowly, he gets sucked in and shuts her out. The final shot. As a uh, fan of the, the art form, I love The Godfather. I'm a fan of man. That's a different Pacino performance. By the way, he's the most quoted actor of all time. What do we think of Pacino's performance in this movie? I think it's fine. <laughs> the defense. It's no George Hamilton. <laughs> he, I, you know what? It, 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 I present. I, that I, it's I would recommend fine. watching the movie just because the first. Nine hours of the movie, he's Pacino. He's seventies Pacino, right. like underplaying it. Right. And there are glimpses of the. Right. No, you're right. Yeah. Like, ah! That's there what, was a that's what of, struck oh, me when yeah. I was like, oh, he's he's starting to cross over into the yeah. big nineties Pacino. I believe this, this is mid coke uh, Pacino. This <laughs> mm-hmm. is like you I'm, know what it was. I discovered it was Dick Tracy that ruined Al Pacino. The minute he played Big Boy Caprice, <laughs> the minute he played a, a larger-than-life comic book character, he never came back. He never came back from Big Boy Caprice. Although he's not on trial here. Did, oh, did, although you, there is a moment when he does say, she's got a great ass! Yeah, like, who tells you? It's rising. I was, I was like, what the hell? No, but there, the reason I ask is because there are moments like, again, the scene that follows the Atlantic City scene, which starts off as a great scene, and then I was like, damn it. Where it peters out, where they're in the kitchen, and that's it's when he says mm-hmm. they pull me back in, and it's this great again intimate moment in the kitchen, like a Godfather movie that we've seen in the past. Like it's this great conversation <laughs> between three people, and then he has his fit, <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, you ruined this scene! Give me a juicy fruit now! <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta get a blood sugar. <laughs> Sorry. He's okay. got the most actory fit I've ever no, seen. No, it's, it's it's that's him. But is it him literally in the scene going? I gotta do something. Yeah. And they're like, "All right, quickly, we're writing you. You have now have diabetes." Yeah, yeah, it does. I thought he had a heart attack or he's dying. But they're like, "I, I gotta do some, Francis. This guy got nothing. Ooh, he's a, he's an epileptic. I was in fucking Serpico. A one hundred percent. That was his choice. Like, uh, I'm Richard the Third. Give me something. Give me a limp. Give me like, uh, I, we're just throwing a bunch of you guys with the same sets, and we're just gonna go sit." We're looking at a scene in, in Italy here uh, with Kay watching some puppets because, you know, everywhere you go in Italy, there's a puppet <laughs> show on the street. But She's I do like fucking hot, right? Those two together have something palpable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do love the, the I just, two of them yeah, together. That, that's when it gets the metaphysics of mm-hmm. it. Forget the plot and the, the, the character and the line. They have history. And this, like to me, this is when the movie begins. And it should be uh, a night in Umbria or whatever that, whatever right, that right, fucking right. Diane thing, <laughs> where she's just like, I'm fucking Destiny my old husband, son. and I don't know, there's something going on yeah. with the fucking mo- the, the Vatican. He's having the Pope killed. But uh, there anyway, there is an argument to be made that the, the more interesting relationship is the two of them. 
She's wearing a sport that, coat. <laughs> Look at her. But that's all Diane. But, She's but, a fox. That's in her but contract. Honestly, where could they have gone with this and have you respect anything? She makes up her decision in part two. And yeah. I don't ever see her changing that decision. Her decision is I'm married to a gangster that kills people. I don't want to do that. I want to raise my kids in that. I don't see her making much of a journey. I, I think she's kind of the least interesting character after this. Yeah. Because she's got nowhere to go after that. After you make the decision, and I'm with her, I would do the same thing. Get your kids out of that fucking house. Go mm-hmm. raise them somewhere else. And and, and the, the only thing she has to after, after, you know, answer to after that is if her kids want to see her dad, which is which is a tough decision for her. Well, and there is the question to be had of, of do, does their relationship go anywhere in this movie? She says, I still love you. But then that's fo- – it's actually kind of a cool scene where then it's followed directly by a, a situation that mirrors – the life they had together when they were married. Right, exactly. They should get right. back together, and then, and then Sophia Coppola is killed, and she realizes. This is a good scene. This is a good I, 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 I can't be with you. You, you, everywhere you go, people die. Like that's a simple right. story. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then there's a bunch of hitmen dressed as priests, and they sneak around. And, <laughs> but again, this is you just listing things. That, like you could be like, and then there's this guy, and he opens up the trunk of the car, and it begins the Goodfellas movie. But that's yeah. there's this guy with a lightsaber, and he hits people. Exactly like you, sometimes you just list things, and they can conceivably right. be good things. That if was you an make awesome a good, shot. If you make a good, you know what? I watched The Godfather recently because yeah. I kind of fell out of love with it because I was like, yeah, there's a Family Guy joke where the Family Guy guy is like. It's not that good. Yeah. I, it, it insists upon itself, and I was like, "You're right." And then it was on my TV, and it like midway through, and I just watched it like, "Fuck yeah, you did!" Holy shit! And he, something as great as The Godfather. It's amazing that he was able to do it with Godfather Two. Yeah, everything is lightning in a bottle. If if Coppola had made Godfather One two years earlier or two years after, it's not as good a movie. There's there's a chemical thing that happens in in truly great movies like Godfather, Citizen Kane. These these truly great movies are. A product of a very specific moment in time that can never be recreated. So I was actually thinking about how many people have gone back to the well and been able to do it. Because it's that, my point being that it's kind of it's almost unfair to hold this up to that kind of. Well, you made a, uh, made a very astute point. 1972, when the first Godfather came out, adults went to the movies. There was mm-hmm. television was fucking soupy sales, right? right. And and uh, the Barba Papas. Right. That's a local <laughs> New England uh, animated PBS show. Look it up. They're fucking awesome friends. <laughs> Luckily, Subi sales will ring true with all our listeners. So in 1972, adults went to the theaters and would sit through a three-hour movie with a bunch of Italian people talking about their lives and crap. Right, like that. Right. John Cassavetti movies existed. People would, oh, I gotta go see Shadows. And they would sit through three hours of like talking, mm-hmm. badly, badly lit and out of right. focus. This is 1990. This is like, uh, you know, this, this came out the same year as uh, The Last Boy Scout. Like this mm-hmm. is the... Uh, Simpson and Bruckheimer. Movie, yeah. Better movie. Pile of <laughs> no. Uh, we'll get to that one later. <laughs> that it, we should have a whole it, it's, it's, it, it He should have made the movie in 1977. You well, know, yeah. a few years later. This right. is a TV show that I'm like, these are interesting threads mm-hmm. that I would like to see explored over 10, 20 episodes. But as a movie, it is a failure. Why do we hold these people up to that kind I of know. standard, though? Like, if the guy made... In my opinion, at least three great movies and four great movies in the seventies. Jack, <laughs> Rainmaker, Rainmaker. I'll tell you what's One a, from the heart. I'll tell you what's a great underrated movie. Fucking Peggy Sue got married. Yeah, I just watched that recently, and it's great. You made that? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was uh, Back to the Future guy. 
No, he made Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Coppola make Back Straight Back to the Future? Wait, what? But like, Coppola my point being, like, I, I run into this all the time. Who like, made the eighteen ah, movie? Fucking <laughs> Coppola! Like, why do we need him to make more? Why he made he made four great movies? No, anybody who says he's a genius, I, I'm not listening to that anyway. No, he was right. a great filmmaker that rode a wave at a particular time and place, and his instincts and talents as a filmmaker were perfectly encapsulated within a within a finite amount of time. Why do we now, now need him to do that every time at bat? What do, what do you want from Francis Ford Coppola that he <laughs> hasn't already given you? And I feel like this has been asked of you before. Like, what do you want from these guys? If they okay, so it's like the Bible. Okay, the Bible's done. There's an Old Testament, there's New Testament. Two Bibles. They, they packed them in. They, it tells a perfect story. And then they, uh, the, the church runs out of money, and they're like, we need a new Bible, a Bible 3. And they're like, okay, Jesus, come back, but he's skateboard now. He's with the kids, and he can turn right. cheese into pizza. And they're like, that's good for me. Like, it, it, right, but that doesn't really answer the question. No, what? but it was fun to do that. <laughs> it, and I like it. There was no need to make this movie. We all have the internet. We all know that he was broke, and he did it because he, he needed money. And you can sense it. There is a duality to him that he's like, I love being back here in Italy. We flew. Hey, right. I got uh, Diane Keaton to fly to Sicily. It is hey, funny to listen to the, look at the commentary is really funny because it's just a basically him defending his daughter. Yes, and <laughs> like I got, I got to launch my daughter's career, right. sort of. And him talking about stuff like this, where it's just like, it's so, so beautiful. I get it. Like, oh, they're gonna pay me for me to go to Sicily for three months. Like, yes, that's definitely like the Science of the Lambs ending, where uh, what's his name is in Barbados because <laughs> they were like. Why couldn't he just be anywhere? Because I like to go and... I'm done shooting this fucking movie. I want to lay out into the beach. He's admitted that, and I, I oh, appreciate that. So Coppola's like, I'm going to go to Sicily. I'm going to go on vacation, and then uh, every couple, two hours, we might shoot a scene with Al if he's, if he's not too coked up. But he's in love with this world and these characters, and I get that, and I appreciate that. But there's no need to make this. He's, Let me ask you both. He's like sitting in a room with Puzo going, shit, well, what are we going to... Let's let's do like a kind of greatest hits of the Godfather. I don't think we that's got what they it, did we... at all. I don't think that's what they did at all. I, you you keep talking about the necessity of this of this movie or not? Should this movie be made? This part two ends with uh, a forty year old or so Michael Corleone having risen finally risen to power and commits the ultimate sin, murders his own brother, and is and and is then we see this shot of him sitting in his chair in the leaves, um, and we are left to think, okay. Two things can happen there. What an amazing ending. We fill in the rest of his life for him. A very a legitimate ending to that movie. Where we don't see, we oh my, this is going to torture him his rest of his life. There's no way he's going to recover from this. Or he's so cold, he's going to continue on with his days, right? So that's a legitimate ending. Another legitimate ending to this is in 19, so that came out in 74. In 75, it's like, okay, we want to do part three. And everyone... Evans, Coppola, but yeah, fuck yeah, we're doing a part three. I want to see this guy age. I want to see how he deals with this. I want to see the demise of him. It's, you know, we'll have to do a lot of makeup because we want to see this a little older because chapter the next chapter of just next tomorrow won't be that interesting, but let's see what happens to this guy in 30 years. Evan wants a monkey picture. <laughs> so, Monkeys are big at 75. <laughs> Eastwood's doing a monkey picture. His girlfriend goes in the Al, movie too. <laughs> you and a monkey are running the mob. Go. I'm dating this playmate. We're going to put her in the movie too. So, so... I think it's completely appropriate that they made another one. You're <laughs> suggesting that Coppola's phoning this in, and this is not a phoned-in di- director. I don't think it's his best work, but everything you're talking, all the elements, this is an intelligent script. It's, it's jam-packed thematically. It's jam-packed 
plot-wise, it's jam-packed character-wise, and yes, the, I don't think they're as quite as elegantly laid out as the other ones, and they're clumsily, because of some of the performance, it's a little clum- the movie's a little clumsier, and a little more flat than, than the other one, There's George, and George Hamilton's in it. I love George Hamilton. He was fucking fantastic. He is. It is maybe saying something about a movie when George Hamilton. Well, let's do this. This is always fun, and it's a little contradictory to the the trial element. But thing, can you give me anything that you like about the, that you enjoy about this movie, Mister Kruger? I, other than George Hamilton, you can't say George Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> That's obvious. Personally, I, I wanted to like it because it is the third Godfather, and I, I went in. I think I, last time I watched it was nineteen ninety. And I went in going, I, I was excited. If they made Scarface 2 right. with the zombie body of Al Pacino, I'd be kind of, I, I want to like this. Um, they did. I, it's Carlito's way. I <laughs> never saw it. I went in and saw the prequels to Star Wars wanting to like it. Yeah, I, yeah. As I am it. now yeah, excited yeah. to see the J.J. Abrams. Yes. I, I'm excited. So... Uh, that, so you do go that, in that hopeful, mean, that, but that means that's that, a, that I, is a revelation to Ryan. Yeah. that you go in hopeful. That we're all so you don't go away. in like this to any. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did not. I did not want this <laughs> to suck. I was hopeful, and um, if Coppola had a soul, he would buy every copy of it and just bury it, and and just say, "Psych, that was a joke." Right. April Fools. Here's the real, or make Godfather Four, where it was like that was a dream Michael had when he's beating off. He's really now a, a, an investment. He's a, he's a hedge fund manager, and he's his son so is running for Congress. So the answer to Ryan's question is no. You don't like anything about this movie. Um, I there there are uh, moments to enjoy, but for every good moment, there are two like. Oof. Well, yeah, there, yeah, Sophia. Yeah, 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 that yeah. it speaks to your point. Um, well, that, com- that, that that comes to a point that I, Ryan, you've heard me make this a lot. Where sometimes I'll view a movie like an album. Right. I can listen to an album and not like every song, and and not dismiss that album out of hand. Like, okay, I like three of these songs. Three amazing songs. So a movie like this, there are three or four excellent scenes in this movie. There are dozens of good-looking scenes, and there are three or four that play well on all levels. They're well-acted, they're well-directed, it's an excellent uh, written scene. Mm -hmm. And to me, especially by a great director, I just don't think you can dismiss it out of hand. Because what I'm hearing from from the the, um, opposite counsel here (laughs) is as, as a complete dismissal of this. He not only wants this movie to remain in movie jail, he wants this movie in isolation ward. I want I want <laughs> he killed. Wants, he want, wants it on the death bed. It has the patina of a Coppola movie, but his he he just stuck at the tip in. He didn't go balls this deep. Is like he wasn't the, the just other is, shooting his load. You're suggesting this is a D minus from you know the first two were A pluses and this is a D minus or an F, and I'm suggesting I, I, the two or two were A pluses and this is like maybe a B or B minus. Yeah, there's right. What's the alternative? Right because um, my my sense is that the studio was like, okay, and the stars aligned for him to make this movie. Probably, amazing shot coming up, by the way. Yeah, the, him falling down. That was in the commercials. I always yeah. remember. Um, the I wish he hadn't made it. That's it's not a if question. If it wasn't ready, it. don't make it. That if it had not been made, I would have gone. Boy, those Godfather movies are great. Yeah, but oh. now I have to think those Godfather movies are. Uh, yeah, if you uh, go into a store and buy the whole set, you're gonna get. It's like when you buy the Rocky movies. Like it or not, oh. if you buy the whole set, you're oh. gonna get Rocky Five. It's what they should do at the Oscars every year. They should, you know, give out the awards to the young ingenues and then have the in memoriam. And then once once an Oscar, someone should have to come up on stage 
and return their Oscar. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone should have to go, I'm really sorry about everything you did. And oh, wait, that's a great kill, too, with the glasses. Oh, whatever. And, and Coppola should have to return one of his Oscars. I'm sorry for Godfather 3. I fucked up. I... Spent all my money. Uh, well, you know what? I bet he would, and I would disagree with him. Spielberg apologizes for half I his fucking that. movies, yeah, and I hate I it because I'm like, I like, I like Temple of Doom. That's know? a great shot too. The, the guy hanging. That's from the thing. If 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 I were to do a collage art, and I'll do some for you guys. I'll do some collage. Oh, art. I want to. See if that. I were to do a montage of all that. the great, here's here's a good defense. Oh, Let's get the closing statement. Come. Um, this is, yeah. Can you just put it in your? All right. I'll put it in my closing statement. So talk. So. Uh, okay, so... You're listening to Serial, the bonus <laughs> podcast. Mm. We're talking here... I was listening to a podcast about Serial, so I was listening to a podcast <laughs> about a podcast. So fucking meta. <laughs> I tweeted about this podcast about Serial that was doing the show about The Godfather 3. <laughs> okay, so wrapping up. As we stated at the beginning, The Godfather 3 has been brought up for appeal. Mr. Bornheimer believes that this movie has been unfairly imprisoned for 25 years or however long it's been in movie jail. I'd like to hear your closing statements, sir. If I were to put a montage together of great scenes from the Godfather series, I would not hesitate to put four, five, or six scenes from Godfather 3 into that. And I, I would defy you to not enjoy some of those images or lines of dialogue from those scenes. I think... There are great ideas in this movie. I don't think there's another movie that kind of plays with the, the Vatican the way this does. Michael's search for redemption, his attempt to buy redemption, his attempt to, you know, uh, clean himself from the sins of his past and his, his failure at that. The excellent scene in which he finally confesses the murder of Fredo, the performance of that, the, the shooting of that is excellent. The, the dialogue in that is excellent. There's some excellent scenes of dialogue in this movie. I think Francis Ford Coppola should be given some leniency for spending the, the prior 20 years to this making excellent movies. And by the way, let's give Coppola a little due here because I feel like Coppola has been the one of those filmmakers from the 70s that gets derided the most. I don't give a shit that Coppola hasn't made a good movie in 20 years. Okay, First of all, I like Dracula and there's scenes in some of these indie movies he's made recently that I like quite a bit. Even if he would have made five years, even if he would have made one good movie it's fine we asked so Ryan you brought this up we asked so much from these fucking artists to to make excellent movies to, to do The Godfather for 30 fucking years I mean you've seen the making of Apocalypse Now I can't believe the guy didn't have a heart attack in 1979 and stopped making movies then how hard is it we all know how hard it is to make a movie to make a movie as good as The Conversation as good as Godfather 1 as good as Godfather 2 and then to 15 years later make a flawed but not nearly especially as flawed as the as the prosecution is making it out to be all right. Now, the prosecution. Your closing statements. Uh, I had not seen this movie in 20 years, 1990. I had forgotten about it, as had most of the world. It is a forgettable film. But upon reviewing it, it sullied my remembrance of the first two movies. It is a third tit. It just is out of place. You've, you've all seen the Schwarzenegger uh, what's the total recall? Total recall. Maybe. She's got three tits. <laughs> it's like a martini. One's not enough, and three's too many. Two is perfect. I, I I demand, nay, I pray that it stay in jail, and the children of the earth avoid this this fetid di- bowl of diarrhea, and just enjoy the first two. Go back and as. Uh, Fredo is shot on the boat saying his Hail Marys and Michael is crushed. Play the movie in your mind 
and don't see this bowl of crap as, <laughs> as I rest my case. Well, I will start my ruling. I have no problem with a movie being an epilogue to a sort of firm classic, which is to me what Godfather 3 sort of functions as. This was a tough ruling. I am not someone who thinks that one bad performance can ruin a great movie. But it is hard to overlook Sofia Coppola in this movie. She is the linchpin by which Michael's journey in this movie hangs. And so it's hard. Everything hinges on that character, that relationship, that performance. And it makes it very difficult. For me, as I was watching it, I could forgive a lot. But that was very difficult for me. But having said that, I also go back to this notion of with movies like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull or the prequels, it becomes an issue of like, do you ignore this movie's existence? And I don't think I would. There's enough here to enjoy, enough here to discuss. We've talked about this movie for a pretty lengthy (laughs) amount of time. Uh, That in itself sometimes is enough to prove that a movie is is worthy. So I am ruling for the defense. Godfather 3 will be released at 7 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> who's going to meet it outside? <laughs> Who, who's going to pick this movie Tell up? Tell you Shire's going to be like, Hey, I'm back. I'm not doing anything else. I'm, I'm out of the sh- Rocky I'm movies. I'm doing a thing for Netflix. Sophia's going to be out there. No. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Paul Wallace and everybody, we're coming down. We're making gobble goo. How you doing? Let me ask you a question. Get the fuck out of here. Clemenza's is not around. I think this is my first victory. I think Steve's won them all so far. I was, I, I was not victory. only thinking you were going to rule in his favor, but I was thinking you probably should rule in his favor. <laughs> movie court. Movie court. Movie court.